This is Jason Christoph for podcast 134. It is January. Let me just check my computer here. January 27th, 2022. We're going on two years uh, of the uh, 14 days to flatten the curve. Sorry I've been away so long. There were some holidays. I need a little break. <laughs> I have a life. Things are up and down. And uh, just like everybody else's life. So I did a little bit of a break. And, um, you know, what do we talk about? It's so hard to come back after 28 days. You can't really catch up. How are you supposed to catch up with all this nonsense that's going on? And the average, you know, I've, uh, I've been in Canada. I've been out of Canada. And, wow, when you go back to Canada, wow, that... The thing about people, they can get accustomed and used to anything. And that's the sort of beauty of the human spirit, is that they can really get accustomed. Any human, just not Canadians, any human can get accustomed to absolutely anything. And when you come back to Canada and, you know, people are... I remember I was talking to one of my friends and they came back from uh, Central America back to Canada for Christmas and they were over at some friends houses and they said when we left when my friend would have people over they would smoke like one joint during the evening you know when people were over now they're out in the garage it's minus 30 this is how crazy Canadians are Uh, it's minus 30 out in the garage and they're smoking like a joint an hour and I noticed my friends as well. We're like really close friends. They, their drinking was doubled or tripled and their cell phone use, their screen addiction. And again, this is the psychology of the human being and the engineered psychology of what's going on in the world today. So you see that the social engineering imprints the society members to believe that their First Amendment rights is to have fun. And then along with that is that fun is your First Amendment right. And anybody that takes it away is, you know, can't take away the right to have fun. And if pain comes, there's a benefit to pain. Like pain is what has kept us alive. So this is a very clever psychological manipulation on its own and we want to we want to stick to the psychology of the covid manipulation or the uh, the con job but pain is something that has kept humans alive for all time i don't know how long humans have been here or actually what we're on but it's kept humans alive a long time like when you go through the forest a tarantula a bites or like poison ivy, stepping on a sharp stone, getting attacked by a shark, eating some poison food. That's good. Like that's the way the human body is designed. And humans today have been taught that the pain is bad and they have to avoid it. Now that's intertwined with this weird psychological manipulation that pleasure and the pursuit the pursuit of the uh never-ending good time is people's first amendment right now right now this is very dangerous and this is why the friends in question are smoking 
a joint an hour and even people that I've seen in my close inner circle, they're drinking when they're alone, they're drinking uh, during the week and they're drinking two to three times as much when they're drinking during their regular times. And this all has to do with a socially engineered concept that you got to avoid pain. You got to push the pain away. Pain is advertised as a goblin when really it's a guardian. If you don't feel your pain, like if you're stepping on a nail and you're all whacked out on Tylenol or THC or narcotics or sugar or weed or nicotine or caffeine, and you can't feel the nail, that's bad. That's a bad thing. So these Canadians, when I, when I went back <clears throat> to visit them, they're in that cycle where they've been socially engineered over many, many decades to think that they're born here to literally just have fun and consume pleasure-based services and products. And then they've also been intertwined with the, with the philosophy that if any pain comes about, they sedate to it or tranquilize it or distract to it. And that has to do with the you know the addictions that are forming so instead there's humans really are supposed to pay attention to pain and because of this living philosophy no one's paying attention to it and the they're they're like that you know frog in the boiling water these canadians are under the most draconian control and they've been made completely dependent over many many decades this is all done on purpose as well. So it's just socially, social engineering to the nth degree to produce this population that doesn't have any independent power. They're completely dependent. They're not independent. And this con job is about taking advantage of this dependency and saying, you can't do this until, unless you take the jab and you can't do that if you don't take the COVID injection and you can't go to work until you take the COVID injection and you just have to take two of them and then you'll be going back to normal. Now, the reason this entire dependency agenda that's ending with the shots, so no matter what agenda I'm talking about in this modern COVID con job, it is always about the jab. So you can't don't take your eyes off that ever. Everything the government is doing <clears throat> is leading the population to take the COVID vaccine. And it would be great if humans everywhere, and especially Canadians, because they're, you know, try, it looks like they're, they think that the COVID vaccine is the way, the for sure way to get into heaven, or at least the liquor store, the weed store in Quebec. And I say that jokingly, but yes, in Quebec, Canada to get into the liquor store, <clears throat> you have to take the COVID jab. You got to have two of them. And I think next month you got to have three of them. And that's called cluster marketing or target marketing. Like if you're so fucking stupid and you don't care about yourself, that I mean, if you don't care about injecting poison under your skin, you're not going to care about ingesting poison through your mouth. So they already know it's like a open market, which means you're dealing with people that literally don't give two flying fucks about themselves whatsoever. And they really want to 
dispose of that sort of person because the reason they want everybody to take the COVID injections is but these COVID injections are designed and we'll put up in the show notes that 5% marker that they found on VAERS. Now VAERS stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System in the United States and it found that 5% of the lots or 5% of the batches were killing 100% of the people. So these vaccines are definitely designed to kill, but kill at a rate where the average person isn't really going to notice. So everything's about killing right now. It's about killing the people. And you know, the average Joe, Joe and Jane coffee shop or Karen and Kevin TV watcher, they don't know any of what's really going on these things they think vaccines actually make people healthy and we'll put up 34 documentaries in the show notes that proves conclusively like vaccines were never proven to increase immunity or resistance to disease in real world populations they never were the the reason vaccines have been pushed incrementally on an increasing scale over the past, I don't know when they started, late 1700s with, uh, I think his name was Dr. Jenner, but maybe he's related to Caitlyn Jenner. I'm not too sure, but these families go back quite a few. they're, They're intertwined. So they've been pushed on the public psychologically through school and media and to get people believing that the vaccines could save them. And it would take a while to impregnate the collective psyche that vaccines were good. And in the documentaries, you'll see they're all designed to poison people. So whether you got the measles shot, which is the MMR, it's measles, mumps, and rubella. You got the flu shot sometime in your life. You gave your kid even the vitamin K shot or the hepatitis B shot, Gardasil, It doesn't matter. They're all addressed in the documentaries. They're all designed to weaken you so you're easier to kill later or they're designed to kill you right away. And this so this agenda has never changed. And that's what the truth movement's about. And that's why the truth movement's getting censored is because it was a race to the finish line. There were so many people where say someone like me been doing this for 20 years, but there's people that have been doing this for a lot longer and we've been proving these facts for a long time and the people that had this 10, 20, 50, 100, 200, 500 year plan and it was in incremental stages, the, this evil force likes, it, they don't occupy, they have like trust funds and to just keep the evil moving down generation to generation. and. So people like myself were going forward and proving that, hey, look, you know, vaccines aren't proven to reduce disease. Uh, They're proven to to produce antibodies in the blood. But then the people with the antibodies were getting the disease. So antibodies don't equate to immunity. And so basically the cabal that is trying to kill everybody just threw their hands up and said you know we got to really accelerate this we got to take these people out and the reason they're trying to take so the vaccines are there to do nothing but kill at a very slow rate and we'll put up a, a, a many doctors speaking 
about, I mean, how many doctors do you want is the question. How many scientists do you want is the question. I just have a massive cachet of medical doctors and scientists explaining that these shots are kill shots. They cause heart attacks. They cause autoimmune problems. They're just going to accelerate your death, if not kill you right away. And the reason they're trying to kill everybody <clears throat> is sort of twofold. And I'll have to make sure to put something up in the, sh in the show notes here. We got to put up Catherine Austin Fitz. Now she worked for the Department of, uh, I think it was Health and Housing. It's, it's not that exact name, but it's a US department and she was at the top. <clears throat> and there's not a lot of these big departments in the US government. I think it's under 20. So when she got into her position and she was in, you know, control the budget herself, very intelligent woman, very well known in the financial field. And she was in the control of tens, I think maybe, you know, tens of billions, maybe hundreds of billions of dollars in her department. And of course, I don't know if she was told to, but somehow there was an audit conducted under her watch and she discovered $2 trillion missing. That's a lot of money. And then an accountant was alerted, an, you know, just a general accountant for all the large departments in the U.S. government. And he found 20 trillion missing. And she did subsequent interviews where later, later under the same inquiry, there were 60 trillion dollars missing. That's a lot of money because I think the the overall wealth of the entire world I think is in the range of $400 trillion. Of, that's like of every asset on the planet. So let's say um, a fifth of the world's wealth had been stolen from the United States. And Catherine Austrian Fitz will explain in these interviews, and I'll try to find three of them where she goes over the 2 trillion, the 20 trillion, and even the 60 trillion is the average person just thinks that's stolen and there's some other money left over, but there's not. And that's what this COVID agenda is about. And it might be a historical cycle, which I'll get into in a second. But Catherine Austin Fitz inside the interviews will openly state, openly state that when she was very you know, trying to do her part, very eager to go and try to publicize this because she says openly, when you steal the wealth of a nation, the perpetrators only, the, the only choices they have is to literally kill the citizens before, A, before the citizens find out, or B, before the payments, the social security, the pensions, and everything that the government underwrites stops, all the unemployment. And this is why they're going after the government workers. They're trying to mandate the these kill shot vaccines that are killing people at a rate that the average person doesn't really notice, but the death rates are up. There's one insurance company, we'll put this in the show notes, uh, that they're reporting a 40% spike in sudden deaths in the age group, I think it was 16 to 49. And yes, they've all, you know, taken the shot or committed suicide or um, 
you know, the death by addiction. But every I, I've already told you it's all about death because it doesn't matter if it's the masking. It doesn't matter if it's the shot. It doesn't matter if it's the addictions, like my friends are drinking more or smoking more. It doesn't matter if it's... They're, they're killing you every way possible because that's the goal. They got to get rid of you, just like Catherine Austin Fitz will say, they have to kill you. They literally have to kill you before you're, you, don't, you're, you realize your pensions are missing um, and that they have stolen the money. Now, it even gets a little bit more <clears throat> complex than this, is that don't envision them stealing the money for themselves. Here's the odd part. They're taking the money and using it to bribe humans to kill themselves and kill other people. Plus, they're funding the electronic and the infrastructure of the prison that they'll have to throw everybody in who's, who've made it. It's going to be a very small amount <coughs> so that they, they never find out and they never rebel. So they, they have to re-engineer society <clears throat> and that has a massive price tag. Let's take Montreal, for example. Let's take Montreal. Montreal is near my town of Cornwall, Ontario. Now they, they got this big fucking monorail, this big overhead train. I've never seen the likes of this sort of construction. It's got to be in the tens of billions of dollars or even the hundreds of billions of dollars. Now, they that's where this kind of money is going. This and many other things. I'm, I'm just going to use this one project as an example. So they've stolen the money knowing that they're going to have to kill most everybody to cover up the crime. But they want to start a new society where they have full draconian control and that costs a lot of money to set up some kind of prison system. They call them strong cities. And these are the these will be the prisons in the next generation. So this monorail in Montreal, such a monstrosity. I've the amount of money, it just baffles the mind. Now, why would they put a monorail to take a very small amount of people a couple like 20 miles into town? is because they want to kill at will. So they're gonna say, you can't drive your car. So why, why would they put this monorail next to a highway that's already a six lane highway? Sometimes it's eight lane. But why can't people drive in? Because they're independent. Again, it's a dependency agenda. You can get away from the cabal's attempts to murder you for whatever reasons in the future if you're independent. So they don't want you to have the cars. They don't want you to have an independent means of transportation. They want you to get on the monorail and then keep plugging this false idea that viruses, you're a walking virus factory that could make people sick. And because you, you can't drive your own car and go to your own business because they're trying to close down all the businesses too, that you have to work in the, in the beehive downtown with a whole bunch of other people and you have to travel into the beehive with a whole bunch of other people. They're just literally going to kill you again 
at will and saying, oh, to get on the monorail now, you got to take four shots, you got to take five shots, you got to take six shots. Now, the stolen money goes to like build the monorail, pay off scientists for the fake climate change agenda so that they can steal your cars and say, oh, it's not because we want to control you. It's because of, you know, trying to save the climate that you can't have your own uh, transportation and you can't eat a lot of food uh, because of the climate. You got to really slow down on your consumption. We're going to put you in these. You can't have your own house. You're going to have to live in these very small apartment units where again you have to be vaccinated because you're in very close uh, proximity of the other slaves and i'm telling you folks this is expensive to do all around the world like if you i'll put up some videos in the show notes about china's ghost cities have you ever seen the chinese ghost cities (coughs) that they're going to try and ram the new inhabitants into and teach them like the false stories of history or what happened today like 40 years ago there'd be no one left around unless we thwart their efforts and then if you're you know they're going to allow other slaves to be born and they're just going to tell them some fake story of COVID and some fake story of climate change and some fake equality stories and some fake equity stories and some fake hate speech stories and and we're gonna be you know ground into hamburger patty unless we realize exactly what's going on here now i alluded to this potentially being a historical cycle I'm going to put up a video and I'm going to get a lot of flack for this because I watch a lot of things and I, you know, I take what I need and I leave the rest. Now this video is called the hidden history of the flat earth. And I have to be honest with you. Everybody knows my uh, um, philosophy on the flat earth. I don't give a shit. I really don't care if where I live is flat or not. And that's why I don't really investigate it beyond that. I don't know, unless I have my own spaceship, I don't know, so I don't care. I know they're trying to kill me and kill my friends, kill the people I love. I know that for sure, so I focus on that. So back to the video. This is why I think this might be a historical cycle where this group of ancient ruling families, it goes back it goes back all the way to ancient Egypt, and I'll put up a video about that. These people could be have been doing this for a long time. Like, you know, just like raising turkeys, killing them, raising turkeys and killing them, raising turkeys and killing them. Just like I believe they might be doing this to humans uh, down here on the human farm. So in this video, it's very long. And I think I did watch it to the end. But what I found very interesting, and it really had nothing to do with Flat Earth. And I really paid attention to it. This guy who made the video... Um, these things got his attention. So he had pictures of Moscow. He had pictures of Paris. He had pictures of Rome. He had some pictures of these big cities in Europe and some some other bigger bigger cities on different continents. And he, what got his attention is that the pictures had no people in them. Had no people. And then by the shadow, like if you're taking a picture in a metropolitan area, or even when there's trees, if there's no shadows, it means the the sun is right over. Kind of like at high noon, the longer the shadows, the earlier in the day or the later in the day. And there was nothing casting shadows 
in these pictures, and these were massive cities, like, you know, Paris, London, Moscow, and these were some of the first uh, photography, the first photos. They're, they're, they're older. I never, I didn't think photography started that early, so I was a little shocked that they had real, the real photos of these areas. And the photos were taken at high noon, and what he said made sense to me. He said, where's the people? Where are the people? And because it was at high noon, because the shadows were, were non-existent. So we're talking high noon, cities of a million or two million people, maybe half a million. There was one of San Francisco in there too. And I think they said at the time of the photo, this, the, the city of San Francisco had like 500 or 700,000 people. Not one person. Not one person in the photo. Now you can watch this yourself and judge for yourself. I didn't really pay too much attention to the flat earth uh, arguments because, I, like I said, I don't care. You know, if someone's trying to kill me on a flat earth, or if someone's trying to kill me on a round earth, I'm still going to defend myself and I'm going to focus on, you know, I'm going to focus on the fucking priorities, which is a government of uh, super psychopaths and some dependent gopher psychopaths that's carrying out their orders trying to make my life miserable. That's where I'm going to focus my attention. So this is why I started thinking this is a historical cycle of wealth transfer. Because literally, it looked like they somehow had killed almost everybody in the city. And, you know, I know this group. So if they can get rid of, like in, say, World War II Germany, I know people like George Soros was actually there in World War II Germany. And he worked for the Nazis in the SS, Soros. And he went around and he just confiscated the bank accounts in the houses of, of, of the dissidents and the Jewish people, literally stealing all their wealth in one fail swoop. And I'm thinking, well, hold on a second. Could they have done that to entire populations through mass genocide where they wipe out the entire inhabitants and then steal everything they own, flip the titles to themselves, flip the housing titles, the real estate titles, flip the car titles, flip whatever property rights over to this ancient Egyptian, uh, Sumerian, Babylonian cabal and literally just start bringing other humans in and that was also in the video that was also inside the video where photos from later years were were being discovered and this uh, documentary or you know filmmaker said and, and here we go here's some people 10 to 20 years later we're starting to see a repopulation uh, of the buildings that were empty at one time and i'm thinking empty buildings isn't that odd empty cities where there's no one there and then just gradually the people start filtering back in so folks what i'm trying to tell you just a hypothesis i you know i do a lot of research nothing's for sure what is for sure is that right now we have world governments trying to euthanize their populations and everything is about these vaccines, these passports. I mean, in Quebec right now, Costco and Walmart, which are companies of the cabal, this is why Walmart and Costco have got the royal treatment and the huge wealth transfer because they are hand puppets of the ruling families. 
And the reason they got the basically the royal treatment, they never got locked down, they never got harassed as they shut down the small businesses and everybody that tried to make money in the small businesses, all that wealth and revenue was transferred to Amazon, Walmart and Costco. These are evil companies. You cannot shop there. Do not shop there, folks. You will be funding your own genocide and your grandchildren's own slavery in some sort of strong city where they're just going to be picked off like cattle during the harvest time. So you cannot do that. So in Quebec, Costco and Walmart now, the unvaccinated are not permitted to shop there even for food. The government says food is not their primary uh, area of expertise and if you do want to go you have to take the shot the third shot now and this is in Quebec and they're going at Quebecers too because they've done genetic um, analysis and historical and cultural analysis in their supercomputers and God love them the French Canadians are, are somehow genetically predisposed to fight the cabal tooth and nail. And that's why Quebec is the only province in Canada with a curfew. You're not even allowed out of your house between nine at night and five in the morning. And, the, and of course, Montreal is the super city and they're just trying to make sure to kill as many people there as possible because all the pensions are gone. And again, if you go back to People who shop at Walmart and people who shop at Costco and people in Quebec is the province as well with the, the, liquor, the liquor store mandates and the weed shops that you got to have three, shot, three shots now. <clears throat> the reason they're trying to kill, these are the bottom dwellers, folks. And the average person who drinks uh, alcohol from the SAQ, which is the... Uh, uh, Quebec liquor store, the average person who smokes dough, or the average person who shops at Walmart for their food, and the average person who shops at Costco, they don't understand that they've already been data mined as a lower tier of the society who uses the free government services more than anybody else. Because when you smoke dope and when you drink and you buy your food at Walmart, for the love of God, it's the worst quality food sprayed with the most pesticides purposely and Costco you're not getting the real even if you're having organic chicken at Costco it would be grain fed and it's not uh, pasture raised or free run you're just getting the lowest of the low quality on every single purchase and they've data mined the shoppers there and said these people to them they're, they're the bottom dwellers and they need to kill the bottom dwellers first so that you can eliminate their drain on the system um, with their ill health. And they, they've been engineered to be unhealthy their entire lives. It's just, uh, I think they said 80% of the cost of what someone sort of, the cost increment that you place on the healthcare system in Canada, 80% of what you what the government has to pay uh, is incurred in the last three years of your life. So basically, they want a quick death. They want an accelerated death. They want a they want a fun like if you if someone if there's an old person getting twenty five hundred dollars a month 
in pension and hospitalization payments in Canada and they're 65 and they might live to 80, if you can kill them at 65, you save 15 years of that payment and they're, they've already stolen that money, they don't have the money to give them. They have to kill that senior to make sure they never connect the dots. They also got to kill the nurses, the doctors, <clears throat> they got to kill all the government workers, the post office people, the people that deliver your mail. Anybody that works for the government is a target because everybody who works for the government gets like between 80 and 150 grand a year plus a pension for life. They're the most spoiled workforce in the entire universe. So of course, if you've already stolen the money, you don't have the money to even afford this sort of structure anymore. You have to get rid of them. So this is an, and a very important concept for people to start wrapping their heads around is that this isn't going to end. Because their job is to mask you so that you get more cancers. We'll put up um, the shots themselves are causing a massive explosion of cancer. You have to understand if you don't get the proper oxygen, you also are like, I think it was Otto War, War, uh, Warburg, or I I'm probably got that name wrong, but he was a fa he found out why cancer cells grow, and that was in a lack of oxygen. If you have a lack of oxygen, cancer <coughs> genesis and spread is very accelerated, and that's what the masks are there for, to damage you two to three percent, the vaccines are gonna damage you another 25 to 35 percent, um, the constant stress is gonna, damage you another 15%, you're drinking three times as much, you're smoking a, a joint every hour, that's going to uh, damage you another 20%. All they're trying to do, folks, is kill you. And they're trying, they're trying to kill you for the reasons I just outlined. So, and, I, and again, I think it's a historical cycle. I think this is where they get their, their wealth. I think when we're born, there's billionaires and there's trillionaires now. I think they're part of ancient ruling families that pillage, kill, and murder, <clears throat> and rape their way to, to their riches and, and their control. And I think we might be dealing with a much older and evil entity than we've ever sort of suspected. And again, this isn't going to end. It'll be three shots, four shots, five shots, six shots, seven shots, eight shots until you're dead. And if you don't, you have to learn how to resist. You have to get your courage back. A lack of courage is what's driving this. You just have to learn to say, no, I'm not doing it. And we need more and more people just to say, no, I'm not taking the shot. I'm not wearing the mask. I'm not social distancing. And men have to become men again. We've talked about that before as a solution. I mean, I was in the fitness club uh, working out yesterday. And of course, they said you had to wear a mask. And of course, I didn't wear a mask. Because where I live, the masks aren't mandatory. It's not mandatory to wear a mask. So of course, I'm not wearing a mask, even though everybody else is wearing a mask. Because if I did, I'd be fucking as dumb as they are. And I'm not going to be a moron to make you feel better for being a fucking moron. So I went in there and there's a guy, he's pissed. And I remember him from before because he was pissed before. I thought he was American or Canadian, but he's Spanish. 
like you know and generally Spanish people that are live and let live sort of people so I'm kind of surprised this guy's bitching and complaining about me not wearing the mask so he runs out like a fucking girl out to the manager which is outside the workout area complaining that I don't have a mask on and what's odd though too is that his girlfriend was working out in inside the area and he leaves her there so if there was something that dangerous if I was so dangerous without the mask why are you going out and leaving her there unprotected if I'm so dangerous if my mouth is a you know a, a virus factory Be and that terrorizes the females and I'm gonna put up a um, uh, article in the show notes about that particular interaction and how that has a psychological effect on the female that her man is a fucking loser he's a loser he doesn't research he's a coward he could have came up to me myself and we could have had a discussion he runs like a, a 12 year old girl to get another man to come and try and make me wear my mask in a situation where the masks are optional and i just told the manager i'm not wearing one and i said you can tell that guy if he can get the mask on my face i'll wear it and that's the sort of bravado that and i'm not an alpha male by any stretch of the imagination i've lost as many fights as i've started and one uh, probably a you know 20 and 20 record over my lifetime but I'm not going to be dominated and embarrassed and have my energy vampirized by weaker beta males who will be the end of our society because a society of weak men the people we're dealing with folks are killing you and your children will put up i'll put up some um, links in the show notes this vaccine's killing kids miscarriages spontaneous abortions killing kids of all ages killing teens killing seniors because the men are asleep on the job because a man's job is to defend the tribe the female and the elderly, the infirmed, and anybody that can't really defend themselves, that's why you're here, men. And women as well, you gotta get behind your men. You have to understand a man's job is to go out there, and if he gets to jail, or he gets his arm broken in a fight, or he dies defending the tribe, but what? That's his job. And then just get another man. Get Go find another tribesman to protect you if your first tribesman goes down. This is how things are supposed to be going. So I'm gonna put up an article around the psychology of how weak men terrorize females on a psychological level, leaving them sort of dependent on a bullying and terrorizing government force where, I mean, this is psychologically proven, and again, I'll just put up the article so you can completely understand that that man, and I looked at, I tried to get that man's attention out in the lobby where he's complaining. I came out with the looks that kill, and this fucking fembot, you know, would not make eye contact with, with me. And his girlfriend, again, saw him not make eye contact with me. And again, that has a big effect on the female. 
that her man is weak and he's acting and thinking and talking like a child. This has a very big effect on the female. It's invisible. It's been proven to have an invisible effect, a psychological effect where if your partner is not on your side to protect you, it has a massive effect and it drives the female toward employment and safe refuge inside the bosom of a tyrannical government. If you haven't noticed today, most females, especially in Canada, covet having the abusive government relationship in their life. They like the, the handouts, the money, the baby bonus, the daycare funding. They love to work for the government. They love to back up the government. They do exactly as the government says. When the government says, they tell the females, inject your kids with poison, and it's the females that are actually resisting the least as a group. I know there's a lot of females on the front line, and I love that, but the, I see it on the other side as well. There's another side to it, where there's a reflexively obedient, terrorized female who has a partner who's physically, mentally weak, who has no courage, Leaving the female, the safest card to play at that point in their life is marrying someone or being with someone who works for the government. It's at one layer of protection and then working for the government herself, which is a secondary government protection from slave master who's already psychologically and chemically castrated the men around her, she doesn't have a choice. This is a survival adaptation. It's been shown to be a survival adaptation and it's hitting some very dangerous high notes in our society right now. So I'm not gonna make this super long, but the point of this podcast is try to, get, try to generalize what's going on understand this is not going to stop anytime soon unless you do some things like I did. I'm not doing this. I'm not wearing the masks. I'll sue you. I'll do something like you just have to resist where you can. You don't have to get in a big fist fight. Resist where you can, even if you just post on Facebook or post on social media or support children's health defense or life site news. Like, it, let's say you don't want to do anything. You don't want to out yourself because the group pressure is ruling your life. You want to be part of the herd. So you don't want to do anything. At least support children, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, childrenshealthdefense.org. Make a donation. Give 50 bucks. Go to Vaccine Choice Canada. Give 50 bucks. Go to LifeSite News. Give $50. Uh, support Derek Sloan, who's a ex-member of parliament, who's trying to get into sorry, ex-member of Provincial Parliament, I believe, in Ontario. He's trying to get back in. Support uh, Maxine Bernier. And the people's, um, I can't remember his political affiliation name right now. It eludes me. But Maxime Bernier is a political leader in Canada. Throw him 50 bucks. If you don't want to get out there and really get dirty, give money to the people who are willing to stand up for you, even though you're a little bit afraid to stand up for yourself and your children. Children's Health Defense, Vaccine Choice Canada, LifeSite News. There's so many, Stop World Control, 
there's so many uh, places that you can support people that are out there on the front lines day in and day out. Um, hey, you could purchase one of my programs off my website, jchristoff.com. Give me some extra leeway to keep pumping out what information I pump out. Just um, try to make my life a little less stressful. I could crank out a little bit more programs, a, little, a couple more podcasts. I might be banned from Facebook. I'm not too sure what was going on on Facebook today. I literally got... Um, five strikes in one day going all the way back to 2015 and they said I was banned for 30 days and then they all disappeared and and the and the and the account was completely cleared I'm not too sure what happened there but uh, if you want to visit my website jchristoff.com and uh, I think this will be the end of the podcast. I hope you got something out of the podcast today. If you want to email me, email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. If you can't find the show notes, just email me and I'll send, send, uh, send them to you directly. This is Jason Kristoff signing off. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.